Hello and welcome back everyone to another episode of Dream Chasers Ground Zero. Today I have with us Damien Lupo. Damien, would you just mind sharing the story with us of what we like to call your ground zero moment and just some things that you learned along the way to help you get to where you are today? Yeah, I mean, Aaron, it's great to be here, man. Thanks for having me. And, and it's it's funny when we think about ground zero because the the older you are, the longer you've been around, especially if you're out there in the entrepreneur business investing world, you're, you're probably going to have multiple ground zeros. And it's it's because life is cyclical. And I when I think back, probably the first one I had, I think I can think of two, and they're about 10 years apart. One was in 1999. That's when I had an insurance agency that was a couple of years in. And I remember making the choice to leave it, even though it was, it was really, I was on a path to where it would be kicking off about a million bucks a year within 10 years. And so that's pretty damn good for most people. They'd say, well, why would you leave something like that? Because I was chasing a dream. I was chasing, at that point, I was just chasing a lot of money and that was in the real estate space. So I sold the insurance agency for like 15 grand, which is not a big exit, obviously, that barely buys a, a used car. And, and I went after the real estate. That turned into a pretty big deal, at least the first go round. You know, it turned into a $20 million portfolio in five years. And, and then I lost all of that, went to negative 5 million. So in 2008, when I went to negative five, that was the next ground zero. Two years later, I remember thinking, okay, I just went through this huge run up and then crash down and I'm below ground, like I'm six feet under. And even though I was breathing, I was on life support. And it was, I mean, it was at that point where I was, I was homeless and, and there was, there's a lot of stuff that was going on. And that was probably the biggest pivot point where I said, what is next? Is it going to be where I learn how to not make the same mistakes just so I can make some more money again? Or is it for something different? And that's when I shifted to the mission-based life where the focus is on other people, where the mission is a, is a million people freed from financial slavery, breaking the shackles of financial bondage. That's what it's all about now. And when you focus on mission, the money tends to be a side effect. When you focus on money, your life is never going to be fulfilled. You might have success, you might have fast cars, but you're never going to feel like you a deeply meaningful ex experience of being alive. No, absolutely. I love, I really love everything that you just shared there. And uh, one of the things I really want to ask you about, just based on what you just shared, is that, I mean, even personally right now, and a couple of friends that I know as well right now, we're all kind of going through these little scenarios that's like, what's next? Like me personally, like I'm in my senior year of school right now, and I have to figure out what's next for me. I graduate in May, and I have to figure out, you know, what life looks like beyond that point. Do I want to continue furthering my education? Do I want to, you know, just get a position in a field? What exactly am I looking for out of my life beyond that point? And there's, you know, some of my friends that are already out of school that are just saying, you know, maybe I'm not necessarily happy in the position that I'm in right now. And I want to look into something that's a little bit more fulfilling, kind of like you said, but like, I just kind of wanted to ask, like, how do you shape your mindset in a position like that to focus on what's next and find out kind of what that next best thing is for you? Well, I'll tell you that the biggest thing that I see missing with, with a lot of younger people, especially, is that there's this lack of going deep. It's, it's the constant what's next. And so it's the bounce from thing to thing to thing. And, they're, and, they're, and it's easy because when you think about social media, everything is a shiny object. The newer shiny object that you haven't seen before is the next one you want to go after. So you abandon the thing. So you go about six, inch, six inches down and two miles wide and nobody cares. And people wonder why they're not really getting, they're not, they're not finding fulfillment. They're not finding the riches. They're not finding what, whatever it is they think they're looking for. And it's because it requires work, which is like a freaking four letter word for most people. They spend six months or 12 months in something and they go, oh, the next thing is up. And, and you know what? That's a, that's a surefire path to a completely frustrating life. So instead of figuring out what's next, 
what is now? What is now is the thing you go deep on. And from time to time, you'll evolve or switch. But it's really fascinating. The people that make the biggest dent in the world and make the biggest impact on other people's lives, which means they have the, the deepest fulfilling life, those are the ones that go deep. And it's and that's a missing piece that most people are, are they're, they're, they're not seeing it because they're chasing all, this, all the shiny objects. Yeah, no, absolutely. I definitely agree with what you said there. And I think a lot of people, that's out of like a sense of like fear, you know, where people are afraid of, I'm trying to think of the right word for it. Um, There's a FOMO. There's a fear of missing out on, on the thing. Well, yeah, yeah. Hiding. And it's like, well, it, it's kind of, I mean, my experience, and this is off base with business, but in, in terms of dating, it's so hard for people with all these apps that are out there where there's an unlimited pool of potential mates. And so you go, Oh, I met somebody, but then they have a freckle and you're like, Ooh, you know what? There's another one that's new and they don't, they don't have freckles. They don't argue. They don't create problems. There's no drama because everything is perfect on the other side. And so you end up bouncing from person to person. And I, I did that for years and it was, it, it's because we're afraid to go deep and usually going deep means working on ourselves. That's the hardest work anybody will ever do. It's also the best investment anybody will ever do is the work they do on themselves. And instead, we tend to just bounce from one thing to the next. And it seems like, oh, it's easier to do that. It's a throwaway society. And that's a great example of, of when that happens. Yeah, no, absolutely. I really 100% am behind what you just said. And I thought, like you said, that the FOMO is definitely something that I see widespread now. And there's so many people that I know, and I mean, even myself, I've seen doing it sometimes bouncing from thing to thing, trying to find, like supposedly trying to find that one thing, but you're also not going deep on what you're in right now. You're looking for something else as that kind of outlet into something new. So you don't have to work as hard for whatever it is that you're in right now. Um, and that's where, like, I think it's really important. Like what you said is that like, you can kind of always worry about that next big thing but what's important is really what's right in front of you, the work that you have to do right now. And that's where I kind of want to ask kind of my next question, I guess, which is kind of like, if you are one of those people that kind of bounces from thing to thing, how do you kind of zero in that focus and decide, you know what, I'm already in the trenches. I'm just going to get this done. And this is going to be my thing. The easiest answer to that is you hire somebody that will slap it for you. And, it's, and the reason that you hire somebody is because you tend to pay attention to people that you hire. If you hire a coach or a mentor, and you, you hire them, entrusting them with giving you truth, and they're, and they're willing to tell you the truth, they'll often say, stop, and they'll, they'll, they'll knock you back into place. But most people are, are, are such snowflakes anymore that they don't want to have anybody telling them the truth because it hurts, and it might hurt their feeling or their feelings if they have multiples. Everybody's you know, so afraid of having their feelings hurt that they won't go out there and look at the truth, and they, don't, they sure as hell don't want to pay somebody for the truth. But that's, that's how you do it when you're, when you're, especially in the beginning. That's the one thing that I would tell myself to go back and pay attention to, the numbers and a mentor. Make sure I always had a bald or grayer person around me that had been in the world through cycles. Not because people that are 60 or 70 are super smart. They're super wise because they've been through stuff. They have emotional intelligence that we can't possibly have from a book or from our brilliant PhD or whatever is on Facebook. It's, it's because we've been through things. And that's, there's just something that, that gives us a very powerful innate intelligence. And that's where emotional intelligence comes from too. It's going through stuff. So that's what people need. And most people just simply won't do it because that's the medicine. No, absolutely. And I do think that is something that's extremely important. I've heard even before that, you know, finding somebody and it doesn't necessarily have to be a mentor or like a hire, like you mentioned, but just 
having someone that can hold you accountable that if they tell you like, hey, this is totally off base or hey, what you're doing right now is not what you said you were going to do. Having someone in that role that when they say that to you is going to bring you back kind of, um, I don't want to say to zero, but like back to center where that recenters you and say, and you helps you recognize that, okay, I'm a little bit off path right now, but thankfully to them, they brought me back here. I just know that um, I've even heard that a few times now. That's something that's extremely important. And um, I just wanted to throw out that that could really be anybody. It just has to be somebody that when they say that to you, it hits home enough that you're going to recognize, oh, okay. Like, okay, now I definitely have to redirect back to, back to where I was before. Well, and, and the reason that I say this to somebody you're, you're paying is because we, we will pay attention to things we're paying for. If it's your friend, it's your neighbor, it's your business partner, it's your mom, it's your dog, whatever, whoever's giving you advice. If you're not paying them, it's easy to just ignore their, their information. When you're paying people to give you the truth, we tend to pay a really close attention to it. And so I always laugh when people say, well, yeah, I've got, I've got somebody, I've got a, I've got a mastermind. And I go, is your mastermind costing you 10 or $20,000 a year? Well, no, it's just, it's, it's a group of people. And we have breakfast. I'm like, okay, you want to accelerate your life? Go pay for one of those things because it will accelerate. It'll double, triple, 10 X the, the speed at which you implement things, because we tend to take action on the things that we're invested in, not just in the, in the social aspect, but there's actually a pain because if we go, okay, why am I paying $10,000 to avoid, to ignore the advice? We, we tend to not do that. So this is, this is a big leap for most people. Most people are just looking for the easy way because we're, we're quite honestly a nation of snowflakes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and really that just makes me kind of wonder, like um, if you were having a conversation with somebody, obviously such as myself, um, that you, I guess you could consider like a young, hungry, you know, somebody looking to get into entrepreneurship space or just business, like what would you tell them, like with the knowledge that you have now, just kind of the best advice you'd give to them, like, uh, coming into the industry today? Uh, I mean, first thing is stop being a sissy and stop worrying about what people think about you. And I know it's, it's, it's easy to say that, but the reality is the, the less you care about what people think about you, the more powerful and the, the more successful you'll be because you'll be able to move w- without hesitation. The, the problem is post, most people are so concerned about the judgment. They're, they're going towards a life where they get to the end and they're going to be judging themselves saying, oh my God, what have you done? You wasted your life because you were so worried what other people thought when they didn't actually think about you that much anyway. So it's, it's moving out of that place and taking action. That's one of the things that in the beginning of my career, I spent a lot of time taking action and I didn't really care mostly because I wasn't talking to very many people. I had tapes and I'm talking tapes. So I don't even know if you know what a tape is, Aaron, because tapes are something that are really stupid, but they were the only way that we could listen to the wise old mentors back 20 some odd years ago. And that's who I hung out with. It was these, these guys, mostly guys some women, but mostly guys that had just been out there. They had this timeless wisdom and knowledge. And I spent my time listening to them. Sometimes I probably was talking to them. Uh, They didn't talk back much like directly, but the point is I had those influences and I wasn't going out there getting feedback from idiots. These people that were stupid, that were, and, and I say that because people that don't know better are stupid. It doesn't mean they're bad people. It's just like, I'm stupid in certain areas. I just don't know any better. So it's not a derogatory thing. It's just, it's a fact. And for us to spend time getting information or getting opinions from people that don't know what they're talking about is literally poisoning our brain and our soul. So I think it's important. You have to decide who is going to influence me. And if you say, well, I like my family, I like my friends, good. You're going to be your family and your friends. If you ever want anything that's outside of that, whatever that is, you're going to have to do something different. And probably part of that is shifting who you're surrounding yourself with. And most people don't want to do that because they're afraid of having open space, being alone, not having somebody to go have beers with, watch the game with. 
And and that's a that's a shift that most people aren't aren't going to be able to engage. They're just too scared. Yeah, no, absolutely, um, one hundred percent. That's um, the, I just want to ask you, kind of based off of that. I know you mentioned that you kind of surrounded yourself with that kind of separate community, and although, like, in, I honestly think it's a pretty good example because nowadays, like, the podcast medium is so huge, and you have YouTube, and you have just the internet alone. Like, you can find the kind of information like that just about anywhere you want. So where I'm going with that is just that um, I know you mentioned like finding that kind of right community that's kind of where you want to go rather than just the people you like, you know, those more, um, I think the right word here, like the people who symbolize what you yourself want to become. And that's why I was just going to ask you if you kind of had any specific, um, I don't want to necessarily say like mentors, but maybe like podcast hosts or like books that you'd recommend or anything to like a, you know, young entrepreneur looking to, you know, whatever it is, just whatever dreams they have, just somebody that they should be plugged into to help kind of gear themselves up for that. And this is, this is incredibly personal for whoever is thinking about who they need to follow. I mean, I have, I have mentors and I have people that I've studied. One of my favorites is George Leonard, who wrote the book Mastery, and he's been dead since before I read the book. And it's, and it's just, there's, there's principles and wisdom inside that book. Uh, I think we have to decide, we have to create a vision and we have to say, okay, what is my life going to look like? And then we have a North star based on that vision and values that are going to drive our behaviors to get there. And, and people will often say, well, I can't afford X. Like I can't afford a mentor or a mastermind. And I always laugh and I go, why do you think you can't afford it? Well, you know, it's going to cost this. And I go, no, it's not. It's costing you 10 X that to not do it. And people are like, well, that's easy to say. It's always costing 10. No, here's the reality. Let's say your mastermind costs you $50,000. Most people wouldn't blink about spending fifty or a hundred or two hundred thousand on college, and I guarantee you, a mastermind, a great mastermind that's fifty thousand dollars, will do ten times more than any college education, any college education, because you will accelerate your life and you'll shave off years, if not decades, into the actual progress, the, the path of progress. And people are so afraid of doing something outside of the norm. So what do parents do? And they're still telling their kids, "Oh yeah, go to college." Or if they're nervous about doing that, they'll say, "Well, I don't want to tell them not to go to college." And so I know you mentioned you're in school. This is, we're doing things that are based on an old system. The old system is not the new, it's not the way of the future. The way of the future is about networks. It's about connecting. It's about serving. It's about doing things at scale. It's not just about going and plugging into things, plugging into things like I'm going to have a job and I'm going to do these tasks. Those rote forms of, of activity are going to be automated and robotized. They're going to be gone. So if that's your plan, you're screwed. You have to be bigger and thinking bigger about your impact. And the only way you're going to do that is to be around people that are also thinking that much bigger and are already doing it. Because if you're around people that are doing it, it's going to be normalized for you to do it. You won't be second guessing yourself. That's the shift. That's the the power of having people around you in the mastermind. Yeah, 100%. Uh, do you have any recommendations of places that, um, not even necessarily like students or young individuals now, but just places that somebody could go to look for communities as such? I think there, there, you mentioned it all the podcasts, like what we're doing now, all these podcasts that people are setting them up. And at, at one point I thought, how does this person, because there's a lot of masterminds, how does this person have any, how, how can they possibly say that they're worth charging 10 or 20 or $50,000 for a mastermind? And, and I thought they don't, they haven't done anything. And yet they've done something that resonates with somebody that's listening. So whoever you're listening to, if they've got a if they've got a mastermind, if they've got a, a way for you to be involved, and they resonate with your energy, that's who you go to. So how do you find that? I don't know. You just you listen to dozens or 
however many podcasts and you'll find people and you're going to go, that is my person. I want to be a part of that tribe. And so it's really just a process of going out there and looking around. It's probably not your next door neighbor. It's probably not somebody that you know, you've, you've known for, for 20 or 30 years. It's probably somebody that's playing at a high level that you're going to run into and go, yep, I found that person. You know, I think that's a great point. And I can personally say in my experience of just listening to podcasts and things that if you're listening to a show that has any half decent audience, odds are they have offers. Or they have some sort of program things installed that represent some sort of a mastermind or something like that. Now, I'm not necessarily saying you should just go dive into whatever program that is, but I am saying that odds are if they're a more popular show, then they have some type of offer like that. That's, that's normally the case. And, and you just keep looking. Like you can't just give up because you didn't find something in five minutes or five days. Sometimes these, these things can take months and years, but it's worth it. I guarantee it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so kind of going back to your story a little bit, I know you mentioned those couple kind of low moments, especially um, financially there, but I just wanted to ask kind of going through those times, what did you, um, were there any kind of practices that you had, books that you read, anything that you kind of used aside from maybe a mentor like we've already spoke about that kind of helped you bring that focus back or potentially prepare for that shift? One of the most powerful practices is to get out of the normal situation. And, and I think that the most valuable thing is to get into a place that's connected to nature. So whatever that is, that could be the mountains, it could be the beach, it could be something, but getting into a place that's ultimately true. Like if you look at, if you look at nature, it's true. There's no lying. Like there's no bug, there's no tree, there's no animal that's going to lie to you or to itself. It's all honest. Everything in nature is honest. What's not honest is humans. Humans have all sorts of agendas and manipulation, whether it's in a city or whether it's your, your cousin, like everybody's got their stuff because they have a frontal lobe. So the practice is go into a place of truth and absorb all of that. And it'll help you ground. Grounding is where you find your power because power is in the presence and presence is where you find clarity. 100%. Um, and just kind of letting that simmer for a second and then um, shifting things up a little bit. I know we've talked about um, a lot of mindset so far, but I want to ask if you really had kind of any like failures along the way that really kind of taught you invaluable lessons that you still kind of carry with you today. I, when you think, when you talk about lessons, I mean, the reason I'm so bald and I got bald earlier is, is because I was out there getting cut and beaten, bleeding and bruised in the streets and the mud and the trenches. And so the, the lessons are that I, I've lost, I've forgotten more of the mistakes than I've made. Like, it's just, there's so many. And it, it's one of the, the big ones is you always have to decide if you're going to, when you're going to go out there and you're going to test something, are you going to ask permission? Or are you going to ask for forgiveness when you try something new? And there are certain times where forgiveness is fine and certain times where you really should ask permission. Uh, one of the great experiences is when you decide you're going to just create something and there's a federal oversight. If there's, and, and almost everything anymore has federal regulations with it. Doesn't matter what you're doing, real estate or pharma or you know coaching like all these things so you have to ask yourself how could i get whacked here and if you don't know this is where masterminds come into play people that are 30 40 50 years older than you they're like okay let's look at this around the corner and so when you're asking those questions you can oftentimes you don't want to get to the point where you're so afraid of making a mistake that you're not willing to take action but there if you take action on things you, you there are things you can do that will literally get you so screwed up that it'll cost you years of your life to fix it and that's one of the things that you really don't want to do. You don't want to waste years of your life fixing something. 
So there's a balance. And how do you find the balance? Part of it's experience and part of it is having people that'll say, okay, let's, let's, let's look at it this way. And those people have already been through it. So I, the, you know, the amount of mistakes I've made, like I said, is, is massive. And people say, well, like you asked, what's your, what's the big mistake or what's a mistake? And it's like, it, it, that's almost like asking somebody what they know. It's like, I don't know anything. And until you ask me about, what do I know about caterpillars? Uh, I know they turn into butterflies. Like it's, there's so many, and that's one of the greatest, the greatest things that the greatest, um, if you, if you, it's, uh, most important things in my life is the amount of mistakes that I've made. And for most people, we're so afraid of it because our system, like you're in school and, and they te teach you that if you, if you get 50% wrong, they're going to kick you out. That is a terrible thing to teach anyone because in the real world, look at baseball. You're a sports guy. You're an athlete in baseball. The guy that, that flunks six out of 10 times gets paid $10 million a year. So we are taught one thing and the real world is the opposite. So the most important thing is to think about how to think, learn how to think, and then go out there and stub your toe repeatedly different ways. Don't do the same one over and over. Then you look like an idiot. But the, the reality is that's how you become successful. That's how you have a life well-lived is going out there and bleeding in the streets. Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, that was deep in and of itself. Um, I really love what you said there. And I'm just trying to like, wrap my head around some of it because I mean, it's just like, as you're saying it, I just think of all the examples that like I can think of off the top of my head of exactly what you're mentioning. And just, I know like the fear of failure is something that holds, I mean, I'd give a solid 90% of people back from taking action. And it's just like, I don't understand why it's not celebrated in a sense. Like, like you said that, you know, the schools teach you that if you get 50% wrong, that we're going to kick you out. But at the same time, like failure is, I would honestly say one of the most proven strategies of learning. And like you just said, like, if you want to accelerate your growth, then you need to go out and fail. But at the same time, like we're literally groomed from birth to, you know, till somebody opens your eyes that failure is bad. So everybody grows up fearing that and then nobody ever takes action on what they want to do. People, we also have a, a big problem called obligation. We tend to live our lives out of obligation. We're supposed to do this. We should do this all over ourselves. And, and that doesn't help anybody. I, you know, maybe, maybe the, you know, whoever eats is, is the one that, you know, with, when you should, but the reality is you're, the obligations and, and this, I see people all the time that are doing this and, and I can feel myself feeling like I need to do things, whether it's going to holiday parties or people's birthdays or spending all this time, which is the one thing that we all have the same amount of, and we don't get any more. We, we all have the same 24 hours. And when we are constantly doing the things, it's like, I watch people and they say, well, I'm going to do this thing for my family. And I go, okay, you know what? And I get it. Your family is important, but don't bitch and whine and complain when your other stuff isn't happening, whether it's your health or it's, it's your finance, it's your money, it's your business. When that's failing, understand that you can, have, you can have anything you want. You can't have everything. And people want to have everything as if that's something that's been bestowed on us by the great Wizard of Oz, that we can actually have everything. That the reality is things are seasonal and you have to be willing to pay a price. You can have anything you want. You pay the price for it. And so sometimes like I tend to work a lot and, and there are consequences of that. I have more success in business and money than many people. And I have less success in other things because I haven't put the time and energy into some of my, some family stuff and some, some health stuff. And 
people, we just have to understand that there's no magic formula and things are going to be out of whack. And there's, there's nobody that you can blame for your life, except for you. Larry Wingett said it best. Your life is your own damn fault. So stop. So shut up, stop whining and get a life. Those are his book titles, by the way, you should read them all. They're amazing. And, and that's, people don't want to own their life. They want to blame somebody else. They want to say, well, I can have everything. And the reality is they're not going to change the world. People that change the world are the ones that are a bit obsessed. It's like Grant Cardone's book, Be Obsessed or Be Average. Well, most people are going to be average. They're not obsessed. Obsessed people change things and make an impact and they, they have a life that's fulfilled and it's a choice. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I know you've provided us with some truly value-packed information so far. I know it's about time we should start winding it down a little bit. I don't want to take up too much of your time. And I love the absolutely no BS approach to everything today too. Very straight to the point in the, you know, you can't really misinterpret anything that's being said here. So I've really loved that so far as well. Um, one of the questions that I was, that I always like to ask the guests when we're closing things out. And I know you've mentioned a few things already today, but the question I like to ask is if you could go back and have a conversation with yourself in your quote unquote ground zero moment, what do you think you would tell yourself knowing what you know today? And so one of the things that's, that's important is we, we have to find the inner honey badger where there's this fearless, committed, decisive, resilient energy around everything that we're doing. And I would have, I would have said, be the honey badger every day, wake up being the honey badger, be, be fearless, be committed, be decisive, and then be resilient through all the stuff that's going to come at you. And, and there, and just understand that a honey badger isn't a honey badger just because it gets stung by, by, you know, something, or it gets, it gets attacked. It just keeps going. And, and people have to decide who they are and then never waver. Like whoever you are is who you are. Just because you get knocked down doesn't mean that you're you're now a snake because you're on the ground. It means you get up and you're still a human. I think we have to decide who we are, own it, and then move with that with the fierceness around that conviction. Most people are just walking around wobbly like a bunch of jello people. And it's it's kind of embarrassing because there's no certainty, there's no conviction, there's no spine. And I'm embarrassed for people in general when I see that. I just go, wow, you know what? Grow a pair. Where you know whatever you're whatever you're involved with whatever your life is, screw up here. Take action. Stop worrying about what people think about you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, I personally know quite a few people that have been through what I like to think is a lot. And I tell them all the time that they're stronger than they think they are. But at the same time, like those are also the same people that don't take any further action than what they feel is safe. So I was just going to ask, kind of piggybacking off of the last statements there, like, is there anything that you would tell those people that honestly have the strength to do it, but just don't know how to tap into it? This is where you leverage off of other people. People have done everything that you're going to do there. There's basically, in, unless you're going to Mars, there's nobody out there that has there. I mean, there's always somebody that's done. And so it's about modeling. I remember learning about modeling when I was listening to Tony Robbins tapes 20 years ago. And just this idea of modeling, finding somebody and just doing it, saying, okay, well, they did it. When I went to the first the first seminar, this is back before Zoom, there were no webinars, an actual seminar. I went there and people were on stage. They had tapes and they said, here's what I did. And here's the process. It's in my tapes. And I said, great. So I bought the tapes and I listened to them. I did exactly what they said. One of the mistakes I see people doing is they say, okay, well, I'm going to do it my way. And I go, you don't even have a way. You haven't done anything yet. Why don't you try doing it my way because my way works and then modify it after you've had some success. When people say, oh, I'm going to do it my way. And I, I always laugh. And it's like when people raise money for their, their business, I go, it's going to take longer. It's going to cost more than you think. And they go, no, no, no. 
then they run out of money four months later and they say, oh, and it's, it's like we, we, we can all be told that money is not going to solve your life problems, but, but we all want to do it anyway. We all want to have the million dollars and then we'll just see, like, let's see, let's see if the stove is hot. And, and so I get it where it's humans, you know, we, we got to, we got to actually do the thing. We don't have enough time, enough life to do everything. We have to decide what we're going to leverage off of other people for and really use that as a leverage point so that we can make our own mistakes and not the same dumb mistakes that everybody else is making. That is complete stupidity. 100%. Um, I really love everything that you've said there, as well as everything else you've said so far today. As I said, completely value-packed episode today, lots of golden nuggets. And I know that you know when this does finally air, that people are going to get a ton from it. So thank you so much again, Damien. I do really appreciate you coming on and just, as I said, bringing that completely no BS approach to cutting through everything, getting straight to the point and really digging into why a lot of people aren't recognizing the success that they want in their life, whether now or wherever they are at that point. So I truly appreciate that as well. But um, I do believe we're going to close it down here. So do you kind of have any other thoughts just based on everything we've, that we've discussed today that you kind of just want to add on to wrap things up? You know, if, if, if you're interested and you want to listen to more of, of my, my thinking, my philosophy, my thoughts, FU is my podcast, Financial Underdogs. Check it out. Come over and listen to me rant and rave about all the crazy out of control central banks and, and governments and, and how to actually create a life of wealth. And what you'll find is wealth is not the money. It's, it's about your, your ability. And so this is about creating your ability and helping you find the truth. So check out Financial Underdogs and I'd, I'd love to get people's feedback and have them join the community. Yeah, absolutely. We'll definitely put links to that in the show notes. And I feel like that's a, a very fitting name after everything we've discussed today as well. So definitely something that I'll even look into myself. So thank you for that, um, along with everything else today. But uh, with that, everybody, you know, once again, truly inspirational, but no BS episode today. So thanks again, Damien. Um, if anybody wants to reach out and get in touch with you, how would you recommend that they do that? You know, check out the, the, the podcast. And if you want to reach me, just find me on LinkedIn. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you again for that and just your availability as well as everything today. With that, everybody, always remember this is Dream Chasers Ground Zero and there's nowhere to go from here. But uh, thanks again, Damien. Thank you.